Good afternoon, everyone. We'd like to call a meeting to order at uh, 5 o'clock and a regular council meeting. And uh, welcome, everyone. Uh, we have uh, quite a lengthy agenda, but uh, there are some uh, additions and deletions. So, uh, Mr. Parker, you have some. Yes, we have a couple of uh, additions. So, under uh, number uh, first one will be information item at 10.9, letter from Northern Air dated uh, April 21st, 2018. And then the second one is new business from 8.3 and letter from Clear Heroes County. So, that'll be additions. Deletions will be bylaw number. 6.1 uh, request for decision uh, decision on council code by um, council code of conduct in camera the item uh, 10 point or sorry 14.3 division exceptions to disclosure harmful to business interest third party legal and then the other one is bylaw 2015 the procedure bylaw will be removed Are there any other uh, changes to the agenda? Would someone like to move the approval of the agenda as amended? Your Worship, I would uh, move the agenda as amended. Thank you, Mr. Needham. All those in favor? Great, thanks. Okay, now we have the minutes of April 9th, 2018, the regular council meeting. All those in favor? Thank you, Carrie. Okay. Um, do we have any public hearings? We have none. Okay. So we have the presentation part of the agenda. And first up, we have the Peace River Aboriginal Interagency Committee, the Truth and Reconciliation Calls to Action um, Subcommittee. If uh, the presenters to, could just come forward to the uh, desk, and once you're there, please state your name so it can be recorded properly. And we'll ask that you use the microphone. You just press the button when you want to talk. Um, I don't have my stick. Uh, oh. if you want to pull it up? Thank you. Sorry. We'll all see it on the same streams as up there. What's that again? Oh, that looks good. Sure. Oh, 
Anybody ready to talk about reconciliation? Huh? Anybody? <laughs> you want us all to say our names? Yeah, should we start with introductions first? Yes, but uh, Ailish might need to record. Oh, Okay, I think we're ready to go. So if you could just please state your names. services in community and social services and also admin support for East River Aboriginal Interagency Committee. Carol Ridsdale, Region 6 Métis Nation, Vice President, Co-Minister of Registry, Governance and Justice for Métis Nation of Alberta. Oh, it, it reaches quite a ways. It's, oh, so you, oh. you don't have to leave. Oh, yeah. Falling all over each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Carol Ridsdale, Region 6, Metis Nation, Vice Yes, you've got about 20 minutes okay. uh, to summarize your thoughts, and here we go. Cool, we're going to give her. Okay, um, so we are with the Peace River Aboriginal Interagency Committee. Um, we're a subcommittee dedicated to realizing and um, actioning the TRC calls to action, the Truth and Reconciliation calls to action. Um, we are here essentially to invite the town of Peace River to engage in a larger and broader discussion to actualize some of those uh, calls to action that pertain directly to municipalities. Um, we have a few objectives and some methodologies within that. So our, our number one objective is to um, collaborate and realize a strategy. Um, our proposed methodology is um, for one, to begin with recognizing how the Town of Peace River already does support um, many initiatives that are incorporated within the calls to action there's already some really great things happening and we believe that um, building on those um, including some tools that exist in other areas in canada and um, filling some of the gaps that will be informed by community members will be able to build a really robust and strong um, trc truth and reconciliation engagement strategy here in peace river 
Um, so our methodology uh, will go as follows to recognize existing strengths, uh, community-informed informed asset and gap analysis, guided by the TRC calls to action, uh, with the guidance of cultural protocol, and uh, partnered with the TRC subcommittee. Discussions and collaboration ongoing partnered with the TRC subcommittee. Objective number two um, is to permanently raise the Treaty 8 and Métis flags in Peace River. So um, just a little bit about who we are. I kind of changed this up after I sent it. Um, so again, we're the TRC subcommittee. We are a very diverse group of very engaged and active community individuals. We're all engaged in various um, areas within our communities, obviously, um, for everything from education, child and family services, politics, education, the museum and archives behind us. I'm obviously part of the oil and gas um, community here in town. Um, so we are very informed in terms of Indigenous engagement, but as well as community engagement. We're very highly collaborative. We're all very highly grounded in protocol and respect um, for each other and the um, engagements in which we take part in. Um, and so our proposition essentially is that we will um, support and guide uh, TRC strategy along with the town of Peace River, kind of being here as a, as a support system. Um, and again, here's just a review of our proposed methodology. So uh, there's a lot, what I really wanted to um, portray here is that there's a lot that we have to draw on to build a strategy. Um, three of these things, you know, already exist. The one, the community informed assessment can be very um, quick. We don't, it's not necessarily a huge, you know, census undertaking type of exercise. It's very um, poignant and strategic in its, in its methodology. So I think um, that's one piece that we're missing right now that I think could help us help us inform some of those gaps, but also, you know, again, reinforce the places and the things, identify the things that we're doing really well. Again, we uh, foresee the entire process being highly collaborative, um, exist, drawing on existing resources, um, and very uh, highly community engaged. Um, so combining all of these things, we hope to create a clear piece of strategy. So you'll see in front of you is kind of small writing here, um, but the underlying, the foundational document for all of this, as you all are probably aware of, is, is the Truth and Reconciliation Calls to Action. Um, there's a final report, obviously, that came out of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission uh, 2016. Um, 94 calls to action divided into two parts. Uh, section one is dedicated to the legacy related to impacts of um, residential schools and the legacy of aggressive assimilationist policy in Canada. Um, and the impacts of that in child welfare, education, language and culture, health and justice. 
And then the second section is dedicated all to reconciliation, acts of reconciliation that the federal government is calling upon Canada to engage in. Um, five of those calls to action clearly call on municipalities. So in June 2015, okay, maybe it was 2015. <laughs> um, the Big City Mayor's Caucus of the Federation of Canadian Municipalities um, recognized the significant work of the TRC and they did a lot of the work for us. So they created a huge um, comprehensive report. There are many golden nuggets of help and assistance for us to draw on in there. Um, and I, I've read uh, most of it. I've read most of Edmonton's, Winnipeg's, Saskatoon's, and Vancouver's, and um, have pulled some really strong parts to help us begin our conversation and help to begin our strategy. Um, so they essentially did a lot of the work in really combing through what those five calls to action mean for municipalities. It's up to us to kind of make it fit for purpose for Peace River. Um, okay, so the, so the five calls to action related directly to municipalities are the UN Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples, uh, and sorry, and incorporating that into our engagements, um, the doctrine call to action, as it's called, uh, training and education, um, acknowledging and uh, putting some efforts towards cemeteries and acknowledging people who have passed away or victims of residential schools that have previously not been acknowledged and um, supporting and acknowledging connecting archives with the National Center of Truth and Reconciliation, um, but mostly supporting um, work that happens in archives. So we're into the actions now, so we're gonna breeze through these pretty quickly. These can, as you can imagine, each and every single one of them can, we can spend a lot of time on them. Um, so UNDRIP, um, recently uh, Canada signed on, very recently, they were the last country in the United Nations to sign on because it is such a significant um, commitment. Um, it really outlines basic standards for the treatment of Indigenous people internationally. Um, and so the call to action from the Truth and Reconciliation Commission um, the suggestion is to basically use it as a framework for reconciliation. Again, we can continue that conversation and what that means and looks like for Peace River at a later date. That is a very lengthy conversation. Um, if you'd like to have a look at it, it's actually a fairly short document. Um, and the link is in the, is in the presentation that I sent you. But there, are, I also sent a link um, for uh, kind of a, a, a summary of what it is as well. So there's two documents there that we can read. Um, okay, so doctrine. So this call to action is actually really easy to start even today um, or following any meetings. So we call upon the federal, provincial, territorial, and municipal governments to repudiate concepts used to justify European sovereignty over indigenous peoples and lands, such as the doctrine of discovery and terra nullius. Um, and essentially what they're saying is um, the concepts that were used to found uh, Canada in and of themselves are dismissive of 
um, indigenous people's existence in Canada before colonization and what they're an easy and really kind of um, simple way to act on this particular call to action is to acknowledge treaty territories and to open meetings with acknowledging who's the original indigenous people's territory that you're on or um, acknowledging any um, indigenous elected officials present at your meeting whether or not indigenous people are present Training and education, this is a really meaty one. Um, it can seem really daunting. Winnipeg is doing incredible things in this space. I've included, um, so this is training and education related to Town of Peace River staff. Um, I've included a PDF at the bottom there. Winnipeg is doing amazing things and they update a newsletter on kind of how they're taking bites out of this training and education elephant. Um, it's it's uh it does seem daunting because there is a lot of ground to cover no worries we are here to help we've all done uh, work in this space and and it really starts with very simple and um and uh welcome conversations with us and we can help you so don't worry um cemeteries uh cemeteries and archives. These last two calls to action are incredible strengths of the town of Peace River. It makes me actually really proud. Um, I've worked in reconciliation nationally in Canada and um, some of the very first initiatives that I took part in when coming into um, that line of work was acknowledging cemeteries and archives across Canada. Um, they're often chance find uh, happenings in farmers fields where they you know stumble onto uh, victims of residential schools particularly around areas where residential schools once um, ran and so this is a very um, heavy seeming type of work and the town of Peace River has taken it on with immense grace and um, and strength and they're really doing it in a wonderful way um, this is one of those things that I think we could honor and recognize more widely. Um, I think that people need to understand that there's a, there's a huge heavy amount of work being done here and it's being done really, really well. And it's really honoring and kind of restoring some of that healing uh, that happens when you do, it's an example of what happens when you do reconciliation well and it allows the land and the people to heal. Thank you, Lord. Um, archives, same thing. You guys um, have some really, uh, some powerhouses at the museum um, doing incredible work and their hearts are in the best place. They have helped us lead um, the way in initiating the conversations with, um, in regards to raising, permanently raising the Treaty 8 and Métis flags um, here in Peace River, but that conversation has now expanded out to at least uh, four municipalities who have agreed to permanently raise um, the Treaty 8 and Métis flags uh, in the Peace region. And so we're really proud of the uh, initiatives that are being started here based on conversations amongst ourselves in partnership with um, key people and key supporters on town council and in, and in our community. 
and it's really making a huge, huge ripple effect in our region. And I think that is leading to reconciliation. And I think we have an opportunity to continue this conversation and make it into a living document and thus um, strong living relationship amongst ourselves. And um, yeah, this is your this is our invitation to continue that and and build something around it. Oh, yeah, okay, proposed next steps, but I have uh, a question here. <laughs> so, proposed next steps. Number one, um, continue to support. So like I said, there's a lot of really great things happening. Um, so continue to support the flag raising here in our town. Continue to support the powwow. I can't stress enough how important um, having an Indigenous, largely supported Indigenous event, uh, culturally, uh, relevant event is in our town. Continue to support the service, the cemetery, Orange Shirt Day, the Treaty 8 Monument, which that's another conversation, let me know how to um, The Sisters of Spirit Walk, uh, Métis Week, the blanket exercises, all of these things are strengths that you're already supporting that we are helping to um, actualize in our community. And then uh, the other major next step is to initiate a strategy building workshop with us. So those are, that is it. <laughs> Don't worry, no big deal, you got this. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, it's uh, quite a big topic, and the Town of Peace River on its uh, strategic plan has um, an Aboriginal outreach strategy. We, we've already had a little conversation in the subcommittee that that title is kind of a funny title. But um, anyways, that led to um, the request for our, of PRAC and from PRAC as well to um, form this TRC um, subcommittee. And so um, I think uh, your presentation will be very helpful in um, asking admin to uh, look further into it and get back to you. But before that, um, does council have some questions? In the absence of no hands, uh, Your Worship, I would ask a question. Uh, Mr. Good, I think is. Yeah. Um, that's one of the most gracious invitations. Sure, we'll give, give Don a moment to frame his question if he wishes. Uh, just, uh, you let the cat out of the bag when, uh, on, uh, on the Treaty 8 monument, so uh, I, I don't, we, we don't need to form a committee here, but uh, since there is a committee, but uh, so part of the, the strategy is going to talk about what this is and how you're going to do it and how you're going to fund it and where you're going to place it and am I putting words in your mouth or what? Well, to tell me a little bit about Treaty 8 Monument, if you, if you. Thanks, Wendy, I'd appreciate it. Sorry, all right. Well, yeah, so the Treaty 8 Monument, I've been in conversation um, with Treaty 8 kind of ongoing. Um, 
and they've agreed so far to fund flags to um, donate flags for the monument itself we haven't gotten the, that far in terms of what we're going we've started to talk about fundraising we started to talk a little bit about um, what that might what that might cost in our initial conversations are going to be more directed at elders um, and taking some direction or guidance from how um, significant that monument should be and then that will kind of direct the I guess how big our fundraising initiatives are going to get hope I mean it's going to be highly tempered with you know some heavy doses of reality but you know we'll see how that goes um, essentially you know this is where we would call on the support of the town financially if we if we were in dire straits dire straits but we are prepared to do a lot of fundraising for that initiative that particular initiative and potentially with the partnership of 38 first nations organization and so who I've been kind of constant conversation with, especially the grantees. And just to remind me, so Treaty 8 is a coalition of about, I'm going to say, how many First Nations? 21 or thereabouts? Is that? Yeah. So, so, there's, so there's a significant force or capacity there to help with this. So this isn't this isn't Duncan First Nations or Woodland Treaty or Lubricon or Trouser Fearless going on their own. This is, you would have the resources of significant uh, the, the collection if you will of many uh, many first nations so the capacity is, is there to do something i presume yeah yeah and i mean we haven't gotten to the point where we're talking about budgets for the monument itself and that's probably our biggest financial um item at the moment that we perceive ceremony ceremonial wise i mean we've got some costs there and i've and I, i've already got direction from some of the elders in the community around asking Treaty 8 specifically for um, protocol, offering protocol, because that's a big part of asking support of elders in our um, tradition. And so that is an impediment even of itself is asking for guidance and not having the funding to offer the tobacco or you know that kind of stuff. So, but yes, I'm, I'm, I'm in kind of constant contact. I'm barely connected in <laughs> that, that circle. Um, Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Any other, any other questions? Well, thank you. That was uh, it took a lot of thinking to come up with your points and spit them out of there in about oh, twenty minutes or so. So thank you. You guys were in for an hour. Administration will be in contact with you guys because I'm sure there'll be some follow-up so we can break some information down for council for a follow-up motion. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, our next presentation is uh, Northern Lakes College and they're apparently touring municipalities. And uh, as before, if you could please state your name and uh, yeah, I'm going to invite Gallup. She has some goodies to hand. Oh, yeah, by all means. Um, just before we begin, can I talk to the group that just presented for me? Um, well, 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 they're not. Yeah. I have to follow this. Oh, I'm just going to tell them that um, 
we sent the uh, Truth and Reconciliation recommendations for post-secondary education two years ago, and we have fully implemented. Oh, wow. Great. Um, well, I'm back, and uh, Ann Everett, President of Northern Lakes College, and Valerie Treywell, she's our Director of External Relations. And uh, this is my opportunity to come and visit and talk about the college and what we're doing and what's new and uh, and off, uh, also for some feedback from council in terms of programs and services that we provide uh, in and the town of Peace River and the region. So um, I'd like to begin with some good news. Uh, we've been through a bit of a, a bit of a rough patch in terms of enrollment in uh, most particularly the trades and our technology sector. We've seen a, a bit of a significant decline in our trades enrollment and our um, power engineering and oil field operator, but uh, we're no different than any other college or polytechnic in Alberta. We've all experienced that same uh, decline over the past few years. But the news is good and we're uh, continuing to grow. And uh, our enrollment in uh, Peace River actually increased by 50% this year. So, so that's good. We have 161 students currently uh, who are uh, studying at, at uh, a number of programs. We have 34 programs, and there can be in any or all of them, and uh, in, in Peace River. I'm going to be, we've handed out a few documents. One is our view book, I found our, our, our community report, rather, I promised you that a few years ago. This is our second edition. Uh, this, is, uh, this is just stories about students and programs and people at Henry Lex College. And there are some stories about Peace River students in that, uh, in our uh, recent edition. And we'll be doing this as an annual, uh, an annual review. We also send people with little flags. So if they're traveling afar, and if you're traveling afar, ask us for a little flag. We'd love you to take a picture of your Northern Lakes College flag and send it to us, and we'll put it in our, our uh, community report. So far, we've had people over in Australia, in the Middle East, and uh, California. I think it's California. Um, so enrollment has been really good. We've added some new programs. Uh, we've added our um, uh, and responded to the shortage of paramedics in the north, and we know that's recently in the news again about the shortage of paramedics. Um, we offered, started offering a paramedic program a few years ago, and uh, and now we're offering offering an advanced care paramedic program at Northern Lakes College, and we just finished our intensive week-long accreditation process for both of those programs. And I'm happy to say that we were accredited for six years for our paramedic program and uh, two years for our advanced care only because we're still in our first year of operations of that program. So, uh, so far, we're, we're not losing our stride with our healthcare programs. Our students uh, have a 100% pass rate when they write their provincial accreditation exams. And, uh, and the program is growing, and we know that there's a need and a demand for that in the north. So we're very happy about that. Uh, we've uh, we've added uh, new programs that are going to be offered uh, in the fall, and uh, and we're adding. Uh, uh, well, I want to talk about collaboration first because we're adding them through collaboration. Um, the uh, 
Northern Lights College has really undertaken the ministry's guidance in terms of collaborating more as a system across our province. And so we've been actually in uh, partnerships for collaboration for delivery of programs with a number of colleges in the north, actually all of them in the north. We're working in uh, close proximity with Athabasca University right now with their new mandate. And we're working with them very closely to look at how do we provide more degree opportunities, degree completion opportunities for students in our region. Uh, we're hoping that they'll have a presence in all of our campuses for their students. Uh, we're working with them very closely to ensure that all of our students have pathways into their degree programs if they choose to continue. We're also working with Lakeland College. We're offering our nursing program at Lakeland College. And next year, we'll be offering their environmental program at our college. So we're offering the environmental technology program is a new program stream that we're bringing Lakeland in uh, to deliver. Uh, we're also offering um, our early learning program to Seattle College in Fort McMurray. Uh, we're partnering with Lethbridge College on uh, the Community Health Promotions Program. Uh, we're partnering with Grand Prairie College. We offer them our, uh, our nursing program in Grand Prairie as well. So the college is growing, but we're growing through collaboration. And we're working with um, King's University right now to, to uh, advance and uh, make our BN program available across the North And that's a BN both elementary and secondary. So we're hoping uh, that we can expand that. We, we, uh, we know there's a need uh, for uh, that program in our region to support our uh, school boards. And so that's, a, that's an active uh, we're also working on uh, a network analyst program. We're back to computer technology, and, and I don't know if you've been watching the news lately, the Minister uh, of Advanced Education recently announced some funding for um, science and technology and engineering, and we're eligible to apply for funding to develop, and we're looking at two new programs, a network analyst, someone who can actually manage networks, and, and in this day and age, that's absolutely necessary for almost every business and organization. And then we're looking for uh, a, a second program, which is a, um, more of a software maintenance uh, and uh, systems maintenance individual. So we're applying for some funding to bring those programs uh, back into the north. We used to run those programs, and we, we stopped over a decade ago, so we're bringing those back. A few years ago, we, uh, we, uh, we developed the Water Waste Water Certification Program. And I'm, I'm going to ask you for something today. I know not often ask you for something, but I am going to ask you today. We have about 40 students in that program, and we need uh, to partner with municipalities to open their water wastewater uh, treatment centers for placements for our students because they need to have the hands-on training. We deliver the program through distance, uh, but that's a component we're having difficulty with. So I'd ask if you'd be willing to uh, allow your municipal engineers to talk to us about how we can uh, support each other in providing access to some placement uh, opportunities water wastewater I'll get back to you on that, or you can let me know, and I'll be happy to receive your call. We tried working on one this year, but unfortunately, they wanted a salary. We had to put it into the budget. Oh, no. 
so that was the issue. If, if, if it was just a, a straight volunteer thing, that could have been a, a little bit easier. So um, what we are doing is we are, um, I believe Ms. McQuaid for next year is putting it in uh, for the budget process. Um, so just in case there is a, a salary, but volunteerism, it's a lot easier for us then. Yeah. I'll pass that along to the program coordinator. Yeah, yeah. that was the, the big issue with one individual that wanted, because we really wanted to help out. Personally, our, our thought pattern is more we keep local individuals here. We really want to try and partner that. So um, well, we did discuss that at the admin level. So we're, it will be in our budget, hopefully, but it, you know we can use them immediately and, and try and give them some experience um, if, if there is some no, no funding that there is for it. That would be great. Um, this is a program that we know is needed in the north, and and uh, and we know we you know we we're never going to be able to afford a wastewater wastewater lab, but this is an opportunity for us to, to really uh, provide access, and so that's important to us. One of the other programs we're working on is the RN program, and we're working in collaboration with Athabasca University to find a way to uh, offer locally our. Um, Bridging program from our for our commenced students in the studies, and that's another need that we've identified uh, in the studies. And the last one that we started uh, last year was the business accounting program. So we're extending that, and uh, and we're hoping to see more students work towards uh, getting it, uh, some credits as well towards their uh, uh, CGA status. And uh, now, what I've handed out to you today is, uh, is the, um, the community report, but we also uh, conducted uh, an economic um, uh, impact analysis. And we do that about once every five years. Uh, we were actually first out of the gate of all of the community colleges in Alberta to do this. So they asked us to wait, and they caught up with us. And you might have seen a recent media release of the impact of all of the colleges in Alberta. That was inclusive of our information. But we extrapolated ours this year. We did it a little bit differently. So in your package, you're going to see a fact sheet um, from the province. And then you're going to see one from Northern Lights College in Total. And then we did one for each region. So Peace River has its own. Uh, economic impact analysis. So you have that and all that information uh, in there. We do uh, we don't have an, an insignificant impact in the communities we serve, um, and so and we're seeing that economic impact growing. It's the first time we've ever uh, extrapolated that regionally, and so we'll continue to do that, and you'll be able to see it'll be a few years from now, but next one and, and what that will look like and hopefully we will have grown significantly since then. So am I correct in the 18.4 million? Is that the for peace server? Wow. So we're, we're really happy about that. Um, we're, as you know, we're, we're, we, we were successful in receiving some capital funding from uh, the province of Alberta, MP, province of Alberta. Uh, we're replacing uh, two campuses this year. We actually have two bills underway. Uh, we're partnering with the high school in Pierre Lachaud, and so uh, uh, the new high school in Pierre Lachaud will include a new campus, Northern West College, and we're building a new campus in Highcare. We're not finished, and we're not stopping. Uh, we're, we're actually uh, looking for uh, some extension in other areas as well, including uh, peace service. 
So uh, keep stay tuned. Uh, money's tight, but they're they're continuing with our projects, and we're happy about that. But uh, we've just recently um, created a, a campus development master plan that we'll be releasing in the next on the next one. I'll bring that up with us, and that includes our expansion plan. Uh, and now the last thing I'm going to talk about is our uh, technology. We're spending a lot of time uh, uh, improving and enhancing our technology at the college. And we'll be, uh, right now we're looking at a new enterprise resource management system, which is our, all of our, our entire system, mm -hmm. including a new learning management system. So we're, we're out to, uh, uh, just for offers of presentations right now, we're partnering with uh, Athabasca University and Portage College on this initiative. And, uh, and I'm happy to say that in a very short time, we're going to have an online application at Learning Lakes College. And, and so that is going to make a significant difference to our students. Our focus is on making uh, things simpler and making it easier and ensuring that we have, uh, we have a system that works well, uh, both financial uh, student success and learning initiative and uh, and our application is in this process. So we're spending a lot of time and effort on this and uh, we've recently submitted our uh, new mandate to the Ministry of Advanced Education and it's the first time we've ever uh, identified, identified ourselves primarily as a distance delivery college. And so we're hoping they'll agree with us. And uh, so I'm happy to uh, take your advice and counsel on programs and services for our students. And uh, any, any comments that you might have? David? Just, uh, well, thank you. Uh, I always have trouble uh, when you talk about new program offerings, as an example, when you talk about. Uh, so it, are they offered to the within the, the family of your facilities, or are you talking Peace River? And I, I, I think I know the answer, but the nursing program as an example, so it's- That's in Peace River. That will be in Peace yeah, River. That's in Peace River, it's right. already in Peace River. Okay, and and like I said, when you when you spoke to some of the other ones, are they, they're not necessarily in Peace River, but perhaps Slave Lake or perhaps Gerard, but were you intending to say Peace River in all cases? Um, we we have we, we received some funding last year and you know what I mean I've gone a little tangent around this one. Um, because we would say uh, last year we could say eighty percent of our programs are available anywhere uh, we have well anywhere actually. And uh, but we got some funding last year from the ministry to develop the trades theory into online and now we can say 100% of our programs are available anywhere. Actually we really recently just did a study and we found out that about 20 to 25 percent of the students that uh, study with Northern Lakes College are not in a campus in their home. So all of our programs including our nursing is delivered by distance and we we call it the a hub and spoke model it's our way of providing access. And it, it, it's quite unique. We're unique in, in Canada. We're actually unique in North America. And uh, so our theory, our theory courses are delivered by distance. So you can stay at home and study theory. But where we have labs, like a nursing or a paramedic lab, 
then we, we schedule those labs so the students only have to come into the campus for that week for that lab time and that intensive lab time. Um, so that's for a pandemic, I'm sure all of our health so, uh, and pretty soon, it's going to be for our trace programs as well. So, um, our intent is to provide as much, as much access to post-secondary education as possible with a minimal of travel. So, in our hub campuses, for instance, we offer health sciences and high-level into Stewart and Pet Ferry and Central. And now in Wabaskill as well, we're just opening a health lab in Wabaskill. So, students don't have to travel that far. So, uh, you know, we're very proud of that. And we still have the highest pass rate of accreditation in the country doing it that way. So we're proud of that. Um, thanks for the presentation. Always informative when I went into you. And so, a couple of things. Did you see the new campus development was happening in Peerless and Charlotte and in High Prairie or High Level? High Prairie, High Prairie. Um, what what is the significance of becoming a distance delivery college? Well, um, we rely heavily on technology, and we're not funded to implement or replenish or evergreen. And so, the significance of actually being identified is uh, I'm hope, hopeful that there'll be support. We rely less on bricks and mortar and and uh, uh, gymnasiums and, and fitness centers, and more on technology. That's a significant impact for us, but it really truly describes us as an institution. I mean, I can see the development of Northern Lakes over the years, and I'm, I'm actually reflecting back on I'm guessing it's around 25 years ago when we opened the new campus here in East River. One of the things that was discussed at that time was housing yeah. for students in East River. Um, I think there was you know, a walk about into the field to see where it may or may not be. And, and you know, my understanding is, is the success of Slave Lake, or one of the successes of Slave Lake, is the student housing. Is that sort of, we're a distance college, so we have to put the housing thing on hold? Because I understand housing would be expensive. Uh, well, it's both, because we're requiring housing when students come into those lab weeks. And so that's another important piece for us. And uh, so we actually have two locations where we currently have housing. And uh, interestingly enough, um, we, we have a campus in East River. We do not own the land that it sits on. Uh, we're in the process of looking to acquire that housing. And, uh, and, uh, and we hope in the future that we'll be able to put some student housing on there. Um, that's, that's something that isn't funded by the minister. No. I know we've talked about student housing in the past and how we could collaborate on that. And, uh, and so we're looking forward to that. It's in our, uh, when we get our campus development master plan, you'll see it there. It's there. So you said that you had a 50% increase in 2018 or 2017-18? Uh, from 16-17 from, uh, uh, to 17-18. So are we finding that People are relocating to the communities or I mean because you said 25 20 to 25 percent of the students are studying at home which is great um, probably many of us in the room have studied at home so uh, but are we finding 
the movement in the communities and are we having people come into our areas? Sorry about that. Yes, you, actually in your fact sheet on the academic impact study, it actually indicates the number of students okay. that have relocated to server to conduct this. Perfect. So we do have some. Yes. Exciting. Okay, thanks. Okay. All right. Mr. Scanlon. I do have a question. Uh, do, you, do you guys do tours? I'm, I'm looking at, I know grading's a little early, but I don't think it's ever too early to start. I, I'm looking at getting uh, kind of a community career club started at schools as a different thing because, you know, rah-rah sports, but there, yeah, there's a little more life than that. Uh, sorry to those of you in the gallery that might disagree, but um, would you would you be willing, is it something we can get in touch later, would you be willing to, to host a, a couple hour tour on an after school sometime for maybe half a dozen kids looking at what their options are for? Well, you might want to, when is it, we, we're doing, um, yes, this one, number one, we'll start with yes. However, uh, we started last year and we're doing barbecues in every community, Wednesday. What? So if you want yeah, to have a great hamburger, <laughs> go to the Kittles on Wednesday. And uh, so we're doing that. Are we just in Wednesday? Yeah, so, uh, but, but yes, we can do that. And, and that's the way to get to know each other. I'm going to do it like start arrangements now and then have things kind of yeah. ready to go for like September, October. So, so thank you. Thanks yes. for coming. And barbecue on Wednesday. And okay, but <laughs> it's from eleven till uh, one. Maybe you could fit it in. I've got I've got a twenty minute window for lunch, so I don't know. It's so okay, you know what? One of our uh, one of our barbecues last year, we actually had a lady drive through with her truck, so you can try that. <laughs> um, one of the other things I know Northern Lakes College does well. Two things: um, you have your mobile trades labs, yes. which. Um, I think students at Peace High, Glen Mary, Grimshaw have all taken outreach have all taken advantage of in the last two years. Yes. So that's been very helpful. Yes, we, we have two of those. One is still in Fort McMurray. Uh, we were asked to send it there when it was supporting the rebuild. And uh, we're hoping to get that back very, very soon. Uh, the intention of the, the we call them the Transformers because they're actually amazing new piece of equipment. And, if you want to see a video, you can just go onto the website and scroll down to the bottom and look at the transformers. But we're 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 taking those. That's why we're trying to. We couldn't build trades labs everywhere. It was just too expensive to do that. And we didn't have the capacity. So this was the way that we could actually bring the lab to the region and to the students. And so uh, we've had a lot of success with that. Um, we're offering a lot of pre-apprenticeship programming right now as well in those labs and uh, dual credit programming for high school students out in uh, small communities so that they can access. The dual credit was actually the other thing I wanted to mention because I think um, Peace River schools are really getting into that now. So that's good. And that is in uh, healthcare? Every, almost everything. We offer dual credits in almost every program. And, uh, and uh, so we have broad access dual credit so in the trades and the technology and health and business and university studies as well yeah. it saves a little money because they're going to high school at the same time they're getting high school credits and um, well college trades whatever uh, step up so it's a great program actually we have a number of students that are graduating with their health care diplomas before they graduate any other questions comments well, thank you very much. Uh, 
once again, your visit, your soul. It was uh, great, and uh, we're looking forward to the Wednesday event. I see it's later in our agenda here as well, and uh, thanks for doing that as well. Thank you very much, Alice. Enjoy coming, and uh, I'll see you next time. Great. Take care. Thanks for coming. Okay, the next item on our agenda is um, Section 6, Bylaws, and um, we have Request for Decision Debenture Bylaws 2022 through 2029, I believe. Mr. Town is going to lead us through this. Deputy Mayor and Councillors, before you is a request for decision for first reading for eight bylaws. Uh, these are borrowing bylaws. And now that Council has approved the 2018 operating capital budget, uh, per the MGA, we are required to um, put in motion the approvals um, for the funding for those that uh, utilize debt. And that those have to be in place prior to the commencement of the project. So you're seeing these now, and you're seeing them for the full amount of the uh, debenture amount through the entirety of the project. So it's not just the 2018 debt portion. It's um, if a project is staggered over multiple years, it's the entirety of the debt, not just uh, for 2018. So there's some financial information here. Again, that this had been uh, discussed with council during the. Um, operating capital budget deliberation. Um, but the amounts for the current year have been incorporated into um, into our tax rate. So any borrowings that will be taken out this year or in the immediate future years, we've already built that capacity into the budget, either through tax rates or um, on the water rate side. This was one of the reasons for the, the significant jump in water rates to be able to afford the debt that we're going to um, be approving today. So in terms of the the position of the town, the debt limit, and this is our last approved number, which was in our 2016 budget, the uh, debt limit was 11, the debt that was outstanding was $11.9 million. Our limit was $33.5 million, so we were using 35.5% of that. Um, staff have projected out what our debt limits will be in future years. This is based on uh, previously approved debentures, um, significantly for the arena and the 99th Street slide, but there's some other smaller projects that were approved in 2017. Um, even though those, those have been approved, we have not yet taken out any of those funds. That will start in 2018, especially for the slide and the arena projects. Uh, we will need those monies, otherwise, um, the town will not be able to cash flow those, so we will have to uh, to implement and, and act on, on those existing bylaws. Um, but it does show here that the debt limits are projected to go up uh, in 2018. Once we start bringing in money for the arena, the amount does go up to 60.7%, and then 68%, and then it does start to drop after that. The chart on the next page shows what this actually looks like. If you look at right now in 2017, our debt to 
capacity for about 31.9%. Based on our projections and the approved five-year capital improvement plan, um, I've split it out to show the arena portion, which is the lighter portion up top, versus our existing amounts for water uh, type projects for depth, wastewater, recreation, um, and other, I'd say, core municipal type services. So you'll actually see that our debt capacity pertaining to our, those types of projects, it actually remains fairly stable over a five-year horizon. It does go up, but then it does start to drop as uh, debt falls off the books. So again, our, our limit increases is generally due to the arena funding. You know, council made this decision, uh, and they knew this was coming a couple years ago. We built that capacity into the tax rate so it's not like the uh, residents will see a, a spike to be able to, to pay for those. So before council, there are eight um, bylaws we'll be looking for first reading for all eight of these. There's a brief uh, summary of, of what, they, what they are in terms of the term, estimated annual payments. Uh, and then once the First reading has been received for all the bylaws. We will do the required advertising. That takes a couple weeks. We have to wait 15 days after last advertisement, so council should see these for for final reading, for second and third readings. Um, if not at the end of May, then the first council meeting in June. Okay, uh, councilors, any questions thus far? Just, just for clarification, um, in between the, the the first two readings, then it's advertised, correct? Yes. And then there's what is it, 15 days to advertise for? Well, we have to we have to advertise in two um, consecutive editions of a local um, item. In this case, the record gazette. Right. And then after the commencement of the second advertising, there's an additional 15 day window for a potential petition if the electors want to do that. And then after that, council can proceed with second and third reading. Thank you. Any other questions? Okay, then um, maybe we would proceed with uh, talking about bylaw 2022. Your Worship, I, uh if you wish to start the conversation, uh, obviously residents expect uh, to flush the toilet and turn your hot water tap on. All of these debentures are related to water and sewer, so I, I don't think we need to debate any of them. As you say, we've done this as part of a budget process. I could certainly begin by making a motion on 2022, but just for clarification, uh, some of us have poor memories. If I was to ask Mr. Town, could you identify lift station four for me, or do I need to ask? Uh, Mr. McQuaid to do that and if you could it just helps me focus. Yeah. So lift station 4 is the lift station uh, located down by the boat launch. Okay fair enough that's the, I just I just need a geographic point uh, that's just the way my my brain works. Your worship I move that council provide first reading to bylaw 2022 the debenture bylaw for lift station 4 in the amount of $355,700. Any further discussion? All those in favor? 
Thanks. Before we go on any further, I will clarify. Um, it does show the funding within the individual bylaws. Um, this is an example where we have received a significant uh, federal fund under the Small Communities Fund for this. So it's uh, two-third, one-third funding relationships. So our portion is 355700 but the federal portion for this is over 700000 So, you know, again, a good uh, uh, leveraging of other external funds to be able to do this. Um, we have decided to use debt rather than other funds such as reserves, but again, from a financial perspective, um, it makes a lot of sense to be able to utilize our funds to leverage other funds to do this. And this is the same for other projects that you'll be seeing uh, that comes up. So it'll be um, similar for the Shaftesbury Sewer Main Part 1 and Part 2. Again, it's a two-third, one-third funding relationship. Um, and then the other uh, amounts are, or the other projects are a little bit all over the place. But I just thought it important to mention that these are, are significantly leveraged by the town. Okay, so next bylaw is bylaw 2023. This is the Shaftesbury Sewer Main, um, this is part one maybe? Um, and so, maybe- Your Worship, were we going to do second reading of that one no. as well? I thought we were only doing first reading. We're just doing first reading. Okay, we're doing first reading, thank you. And then there'll be, second reading will be advertised and carried on from there, like you said. Okay, so bylaw 2023 is the Shaftesbury Sewer Main Part 1, I guess it is. And where would this be again, just for clarity? Mr. McQuaid? Uh, uh, where is the Shaftesbury Sewer Main Part 1? <laughs> parts that we're trying to finance okay, so that piece there are two sections to that part one is going from lift four lower left piece and the other portion is going up to lower left piece that you can further up thank you um would someone like to move first reading of this bylaw mr ford your worship i put a motion on the floor that council provide first reading to bylaw 2023 the adventure bylaw for the construction of the Shaftesbury Sewer Main Part 1 in the amount of $519,200. Any further discussion? <coughs> All those in favor? Carried. Thank you. Bylaw, Bylaw 2024, Shaftesbury Sewer Main Part 2, as Mr. McQuake described. Would someone dare to move first reading and then we can discuss? Uh, Councillor Downing, thank you. I'd like a motion on the floor that council provide first reading to bylaw 2024, the debenture bylaw for the construction of Shaftesbury Sewer Main Part 2 in the amount of $501,600. Thank you. Any further discussion? All those in favor? Okay. Now we're on to bylaw 2025 which is reservoir 365 replacement and mr mcquake if you could again say where that is please so reservoir 365 is the reservoir uh located on 103rd uh just uh at the south end of town uh just uh probably a little north of the old forestry building thank you and would someone care to put a motion on the floor councilor needham 
Uh, yes, Your Worship, I move that Council provide a first reading to bylaw 2025 to venture bylaw for the replacement of Reservoir 365 in the amount of $2,050,000. And uh, was this uh, also partially funded by anybody else? So we are showing other funding of $3.5 million, and that is a little contingent. So this is a project that is actually phased to happen over three years. Uh, 2018, we are looking to commence on um, planning and uh, design type work. Um, and then what will happen is as we identify other funding sources and without saying a whole bunch, we, we think we may have some uh, good options around that. Um, then once those other funding sources are identified, then we will carry on and, and move towards the second and third years of those projects, which will be um, the actual replacement of the reservoir and then uh, rehab of the site. Thank you. Any further comments, questions? Yeah, just for clarification, Mr. McQuay, this was uh, this is the one where the, the adjacent park is, is is removed. If I recall the conversation, the uh, the new uh, reservoir installed there and then the park relocated just a few yards to the south of the original uh, water treatment plant is that the one we're talking about you are correct council and this is the one if i also recall your comments that keeps you up at night you are correct council all right awesome thank you any other discussion okay all those in favor of the motion thank you it's carried the next one bylaw 2026 the uh, water treatment plant <clears throat> boiler replacement Maybe that's self-explanatory. Um, someone care to make a motion? Thank you, Mr. Lloyd. I'll move that council provide first reading to bylaw 2026 with a venture bylaw for replacement of the water treatment plant boiler in the amount of $250,000. Thank you. Any further comments, questions? Okay, all those in favor of the motion? Thank you, it's carried. We're on to bylaw 2027, the Weaverville drawing beds. Would someone care to put forth the motion and then we could discuss? I think we'll get my name on the board. Uh, Mrs. Deputy, I'll go for uh, bylaw 2027. I'll move that council provide first reading to bylaw 2027 for the debenture bylaw for the Weaverville drawing beds in the amount of 544 Thank you, Mr. Scannerhorn. Any comments, questions? Okay, all those in favor? Bylaw 2028, the wastewater treatment plant sludge press. This sounds very interesting. So, um, Mr. Good? I'll move I'll move the council provide first reading to bylaw 2028 for the venture bylaw for wastewater treatment plant sludge press in the amount of $525,000. Thank you. How old is this sludge press item right now? The current sludge press, I think we're currently still going year 59. So we're definitely going to way back to kind of life cycle where it's just not effective at this point. Okay, thank you. Any council, any other questions? 
um, Mr. McQuaid, you were looking at two and you tried one out. Did you try two different kinds? There was a centrifugal. We, we looked style. at two, uh, we looked at the rotary press and the centrifugal uh, press as you state. Uh, we only piloted the, the rotary press. We weren't able to get a pilot uh, program up for the centrifugal press. Uh, so, but we're fairly satisfied with one of the rotary press. And going out for tender, we will both tender both the rotary and centrifugal options to uh, get the best pricing. Right, thank you. Thank you. Any further discussion? All those in favor? Carried, thank you. Uh, the next one, and I just flipped my papers and lost it. We're at 2029, and this one is uh, on my next page. Sorry. Um, the waste water treatment plant aeration tank cleaning. Someone care to move first reading, and then we could discuss this report. Sure, I'll put a motion on the floor, Your Worship, to provide first, first reading to bylaw 2029, the venture bylaw for the wastewater treatment plant aeration tank cleaning in the amount of $321,250. Any comments on this? Okay, all those in favor of the motion? Carried, thank you. Okay, the next item on our agenda, uh, Mr. Town again is um, leading us through a request for a decision uh, with respect to the Alberta Health Services Primary Care Center funding. Uh, Deputy Mayor and Council, this is turned into an information item uh, here just to bring Council up to date as it was a action type item from our last council meeting to bring us back to this council. Uh, I was able to meet uh, with AHS representative, uh, Ms. Herrick locally, and uh, a fellow property management uh, fellow from the North Zone of Edmonton that gave his last name for St. Samuel. And we had a good discussion last Thursday. So when the um, agenda was being prepared, uh, we felt it important to include it, but we weren't sure what was going to be coming to council. And at this point, I'm, I'm just informing you that those meetings have happened. We are throwing around concepts in terms of what the primary care center would, would look like and then the ultimate um, status, it's, its tax status based on, on their concept in terms of operations uh, and eventual building type usage. So they have sent me um, a concept or a proposal in writing. I'm working with our assessor to determine um, what that would look like from an exemption perspective because they're they're talking a little bit like um, they, they discussed cohabitation when they were here earlier now it's more clearly defining um, common or shared type areas that would be able to be utilized by anyone uh, within the public um, and clearly defining what areas would be specifically for physician uh, type use only um, so based on what they're saying, and if it uh, is true, um, 
And we, we will only know that once the building is constructed and, and being used. Um, it, it's quite possible that the um, part that would not be exempted um, would be quite a bit smaller than what we talked about earlier, maybe uh, in the 20 to 30 percent range instead of uh, 50 or, or actually 70 percent earlier. So um, we're working through those items. We're just confirming some things. I think AHS will be fine. Um, if I provide a letter stating, um, and again, this will come through the assessor also, stating that we, we agree with the concept as is. Again, these things are conditional if the use does change when it's actually open. Um, and then they'll be able to take those to the physicians and, and use as um, their final points or information in terms of for the taxation for the property. Councillors, do you have any questions for Mr. Town? Um, when, when they were here, they they were knocking on the of a timeline. There was there was kind of a time crunch on that. Is is, is this um, are these? We're not. This isn't being delayed at all by these developments that we can't necessarily provide a hard and fast thing today. Obviously, conditional on how it's used. Uh, is there is there a timeline being disrupted at all uh, with these negotiations? Um, that you're aware of? They are right to a minor extent, um, but it's not anything that'll cause conflict or strife in terms of achieving a, an end result. Okay. So the short answer is yep, it is adjusting the timeline a little bit, but I think we'll manage it and, and deal with it as uh, we as we find resolution for this. Any other questions for Mr. Town? Okay, so we'll we're leaving it in your hands and you'll be getting back to us as soon as you find out more information. As soon as we have some certainty, that'll be shared uh, with council. Thank you. Okay, the next item is um, request for a decision with uh, Peace River Aboriginal Interagency invitation to a blanket exercise. And Mr. Parker, are you speaking to this? I wasn't prepared, but that's all right. Um, okay. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, basically, uh, we have received uh, a blanket exercise um, uh, request, and uh, we are sending some staff, but uh, it's also just to allow uh, some, any uh, counselors to go. Yeah, we have talked to some individuals that have gone to it, and it is a very informative. Uh, uh, enlightening experience and we feel that uh, uh, council should have the uh, opportunity to go um, and attend this event. It is tomorrow um, so uh, basically it's just enabling the motion of council to attend the blanket uh, exercise tomorrow. Okay so this would um, follow actually from some of the TRT, uh, TRC uh, conversation we had earlier. And also our strategic plan. Yeah okay. Um, any, Mr. Needham? I, if there's no further conversation, I would put a motion on the floor, Your Worship. Uh, Your Worship, I would ask Council to consider uh, an enabling motion so that any member of Council can attend the local blanket exercise on uh, Tuesday, April 24th. Okay, any further discussion? So Tuesday the 24th is tomorrow. 5.30, doors open, 6 p.m. it starts, and doors close, I understand, because of protocols and so on. 
So anyways, we have a motion on the floor to enable uh, council to, or councillors to attend this exercise. And any further discussion? All in favor? Carried, thank you. Okay, under new business, uh, section eight, uh, number one, we have a request for a decision re library board appointment. And Ms. Bell would be talking to this. Your worship and council, the report before you this evening is in regards to the municipal library board. They have received two applications and board has reviewed those applications and are recommending to the town council to appoint, <coughs> excuse me, Chelsea Ferguson and Ruth Saltz to become members of the Town of Peace River Regional or Town of Peace River Library Board. Um, as per the board's bylaw, council appoints all board members to this committee. Okay. Um, I'm going to carry the fourth motion. <laughs> Councillor Downey? I'd like to do that motion. Thank you, Your Worship. Um, I'd like to move that council appoint Chelsea Ferguson and Lucille to the library board. Term is three years. Do you want that motion maybe two? Yeah, please. Okay, for a three year term. Thank you, thank you. Any further discussion? All those, all those in favor? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, the next one is um, a councillor request for MMSA Planning and Development Seminar. Um, who's speaking for this one? I'll speak for this one. Uh, this is a, uh, a planning seminar that is put on by uh, the Kings Municipal Services Agency. And um, uh, the presenter is Janine Grunberg. Uh, she's absolutely phenomenal. She's with uh, Brown Lady. Uh, she does presentations all over uh, concerning planning. And uh, MMSA brings in uh, every once in a while some uh, uh, wonderful speakers. This is uh, this is designed specifically for uh, chief administrative officers, development officers, land use planners, and also elected officials. Um, she makes it, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, planning 101 very easy to understand. Okay, and this was happening on May 11th, I think. That is correct. Okay. Um, Someone care to put forth a motion and we could discuss after or not? Um, Councillor Good. Was that a motion to allow attendance at that? Or yeah. I'll move that. Okay. So Councillor Good moves uh, that um, councillors be able to attend the NMSA Planning and Development Seminar on May 11th. Any further comments, discussion? Just one question, as far as, far as the uh, suggested motion goes, was that just for uh, one member of council and or delegate? No, it's the seminar, it's well, everybody. I'm putting words in your mouth, but it was intended for all councillors. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so for any and all councillors to be able to attend, this uh, planning and um, development seminar put on by MMSA. Any other comments, questions? All those in favor? Thank you very much, it's carried. Okay, then we are at, um, in addition to the new business, section eight, it was a letter from Clear Hills 
and uh, Clear Hills County, and who would speak to the letter? Well, do you have a suggested letter? Um, um, who's? Uh, Madam Clerk, do you have the uh, suggested letter we can pass up? It's on the back. I don't know. Okay. So this is a suggested response um, to the letter that uh, basically uh, we received from uh, Clear Hills County. And, um, so maybe, maybe we could say that, first of all, this was a letter from Clear Hills County on March 5th, and they were requesting whether um, the town of Peace River would be interested in meeting with um, municipalities uh, with respect to uh, North Peace Housing or their concern with North Peace Housing. Correct. Okay, and then Mr. Parker. Okay. And uh, basically our response letter is, is uh, uh, we have received it and um, it's a letter for you. And uh, what we are suggesting is that uh, North Peace Housing is a separate independent body that's created by a ministerial order under the Alberta Housing Act and not the Municipal Covenant Act. Council only appoints a member to the board, but does not provide direction uh, to the board members or the organization. Um, also that we have advised that council has attended a meeting this past Friday at North Pe uh, in Peace River. Uh, and uh, thank you for bringing your concerns to our attention. Mr. Good? Over the weekend, there was uh, a, a North Peace Housing Council retreat, and the first part of it, I think the first two, three hours, or <coughs> I can't remember the exact amount of time, where there was an invitation for all of the municipalities in the North Peace Housing Foundation region to attend that. Uh, there was, it was chaired <coughs> by, um, I can't remember his name, but it was chaired by a pretty good chair, and they had representation from Alberta Housing and seniors there to answer any questions that they had. So to attend the meeting, I think, was redundant. And uh, as they had their, as they had an opportunity to speak to it. So. And also, uh, as stated, North Peace Housing Foundation is like the school board. It's effectively its own independent organization. Uh, council's roles or the member municipalities roles is to appoint a director and the director's job is to bring the concerns of the municipalities that are already for consideration of the board. If I, if I may, Deputy uh, Mayor, uh, uh, yes, I, I did read the letter, uh, I read both letters, the Clear Hills letter and uh, I'll draft response. I'm, I'm fine with the letter. Uh, I think as Mr. Good has indicated, Clear Hills County was at the event on Friday. I, I too attended. Uh, I think we've covered this off. I don't think we have to belabor the point. Uh, I think people said what they wanted to say. This is an independent organization. You don't tell people to boards and then turn around and provide them direction to do something else. These are independent organizations and uh, you have your opportunity to change up your representation should you choose uh, every year. And that's, that's how they run. So that's the letter. I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, I would suggest sending it. Thank you. Um, any other comments? Would someone care to make a motion then that we send this letter? Well, perhaps it would, uh, yes, Deputy uh, Mayor, I would uh, make a motion that uh, the uh, suggested draft letter of April the 13th that was presented to Council this evening uh, 
uh, be sent to uh, Clear Hills County uh, as, as written. Thank you. Any further comments? Okay, all those in favor? It's carried, thank you. We are now on reports. And uh, the first report is from the Mighty Peace Watershed Alliance. It's their draft minutes. And since I'm one of the reps on that, so I can just comment that uh, basically their AGM will be held in Peace River the last Friday of May. And they will have a mini conference um, June 19th, 20th, 21st that involves all 11 watersheds. So about 70 people will attend this conference in Peace River. That's basically it for that one. If anyone has any questions after the review of that, please ask. Okay, the next one would be the Municipal Planning uh, Commission minutes of March 12th. Comments on that one? Okay, third one, letter from Peace River School Division with respect to the joint meeting of February 6th through 18th. And I think, Councillor Scannerhorn, you were in attendance. Is there anything you would like to highlight? Oh uh, yeah, myself and Councillor Ford were there. The, the bulk of the discussion toward the end, it, I mean, the, the notes are very good. Uh, they're very good reflection of the meeting and they're quite extensive. So uh, if you read them, if you, if you wish. There was some discussion around the, uh, the Caribou file, which has certainly since uh, February 6th uh, changed under our feet uh, significantly on that so they, they did bring that up and the possible impact that would have not only on uh, on on business on municipalities but also greatly impact the uh the, the school board as well that, that that was definitely a concern uh there was also discussion around uh around mental health how, how the role of municipalities and how we can assist the, the school division in dealing with with student mental health it's it's uh it's a it's a problem that um requires resources there is being it that we are in peace river and we are available to the services of project peace which many other communities are not um, our local students have an advantage um, so that's that is to our benefit but it's uh it's it's definitely something that other communities feel the impact for uh you know more severely because they have less resources even even the ones we do have aren't enough and and most communities are are you know coping with even less so that that was definitely the take-home message uh from there and with respect to peter okay thank you for that so it was talking about mental health retention so is this referring to um the committee that peace river has the rural mental health health care attraction and retention committee is that meaning health care retention in that fact as well um there was some mention of the the healthcare retention committee's role in it but um just a lot of perspectives from around the table from everybody because uh for, with the exception of of two area municipalities everybody was was at the table so um, like i said in have a read of, of the notes they are very reflective of some discussion over there that's that's all Okay, thank you for that. Um, the last uh, item in this section is a, um, uh, well, it's the presentation materials from a uh, 
session in Slade Lake that was uh, hosted by Northern Lakes College for all of its, well, it was called the Council of Community Education Committees. And um, so uh, in their 14 communities, um, reps uh, belong to the committees and they, their chair usually goes to Slade Lake. So I attended from uh, Peace River and um, the slides that you see are um, from a Doug Griffith presentation. And his uh, presentation was based on his book, which is in its second printing, I understand. It's called 13 Ways to Kill Your Community. And uh, it would it would actually um, kind of apply to many things, I would say, shall we say. So, um, I found it very interesting. I think Manning also had um, Doug Griffith come and do a presentation a couple of years ago. So I can't make a motion, but um, I would like to ask counselors if you would um, be willing to put forward a motion, I guess, that uh, would uh, perhaps ask other municipalities to see if we could get Mr. Griffith to come and give us a presentation workshop kind of idea. So but I can do a proposed motion of council for the moment, just to let you know, uh, a possible one. I direct administration, administration to contact our municipal partners to see if there's value in bringing Mr. Doug Griffiths to talk about community team building. Okay, I, I would like to make that, that motion uh, to direct administration to contact our municipal partners and see about the value and potential cost sharing of having Doug Griffiths come and present to perhaps all of us at the same time. Thank you for that. Would there be any further discussion? All those in favor of the motion? Thank you. Okay. Would um, someone be willing to uh, put forth a motion to accept uh, the other three reports for information? Mr. Good? I move that the three reports, Mighty Peace Watershed, the briefing, the minutes of the Municipal Planning Committee, and the letter from the Teacher and School and the Thank you. All those in favor? Great. Are we okay to carry on? Or do we have any break? Good to go. Okay, onwards we go. Um, information section. We are uh, first up is the uh, party program with respect to a mark, uh, mock collision. And would someone like to speak to this or are we okay with it just for information? So I guess I'll highlight it, that it's um, meant for, I think, um, grade 9, 10 students, I'm not sure which, but anyways, this is to accommodate uh, approximately 250 party students, um, and party stands for peace, something or other here. Somebody in the audience might need to know better, actually. Anyways, they have a mock collision, and they... Um, lead students through some various activities around uh, safety aspects and it's usually held at the St. Isidore Fire Hall and Cultural Center and students come from Peace River, Grimshaw, Little Buffalo, Cadott Lake and Red Earth, May 15th, 16th. And they're asking if the mayor or council members would join them. And, and party actually uh, is uh, an acronym for prevent alcohol and risk-related trauma and youth. 
I don't know if they only use one R in the acronym, and there's not a pirate party, which is unfortunate. I think they could have had a real branding opportunity there. If you're in for a motion, I would just suggest we accept this as information. If councillors want to attend, they can go as they choose. Okay, we've got a motion on the floor. To accept this information. Okay, all those in favor, no further discussion. Thank you. Carried. Next up is the letter from WCD with respect to a national day of mourning. Okay. And do our flags go to half mast April 28th? Okay. Okay. I guess it does. It's part of our uh, um, flag uh, protocol. Next up. Mackenzie Regional Charity Golf Invitation. An invitation we can accept it for information or we can enable someone to possibly attend. Okay, thank you, Mr. Good. And actually, well, all those in favor? I was remiss in um, not um, asking for a motion with respect to the uh, the National Day of Mourning as well. Someone cared to respond? Yeah. I'll move that we accept the letter from WCD to be the National Day of Mourning. Thank you, motion. Get the day. Do you finish with the first motion first? Pass that one. Okay. So skip ahead. Sorry. Okay. I think sorry. we did. Did we vote? Oh, sorry. We did have that. Yep. Anyways, uh, all those in favor of that one, in case we didn't hold on. <laughs> Thank you. And um, the next one is the letter from ACF. And this one is. Uh, thank you to the mayor for uh, participating in the um, francophone flag raising, I believe, earlier this uh, winter. Someone care to? No, thanks for going individually. Someone care to, to uh, make a motion accepting that for information? Thank you, Mr. Ford. All those in favor? Okay, maybe we'll just go through the rest and then get one motion for the rest of them, if it works. A uh, letter from Transport Canada, read ACAP contributions for the uh, wildlife fence at the airport. And this one basically says that um, the total amount eligible under ACAP was $240,382. Um, Peace River received $183,349.40 and paid the rest of their own pocket. And if you have any questions, Mr. Stewart's uh, here to uh, answer any questions for council on this one. Okay, any questions of Mr. Stewart? I do have one. Yes. Sorry, Will, you're going to have to come all the way the rest of the way. Uh, that 183,000 and change, did that cover the fence or was there a, a portion that uh, came out of the airport budget there? That, that fence was 100% covered by the grant. So uh, the initial quote that we had was high, we changed the route of the fence for operational needs and thus we came in low. I'd like to take all of the federal government's money, but we took what we needed on this one. Thank you. 
in, in one of the events is that Samson, we've actually had uh, quite a lot of sightings of animals uh, down uh, uh, reports, so that's been uh, very helpful. Okay, um, next up then is the um, Mighty Peace Watershed Spring Alliance newsletter. And I think I already spoke to the, some of the points that are in that newsletter. Then we have information on Northern Lakes College invitation to its open house, which is this Wednesday from 11, 11.30 to 1 p.m. at their campus at Peace River. All are invited. I'm not sure what council interest, but I know we in the past have enabled the uh, councillors to attend uh, your worship. So uh, oh. if you would entertain such a motion, I would put a motion on the floor that uh, those councillors that, that can squeeze it in their agenda that they attend the uh, Wednesday, April 25th Peace River campus event. It's, it's an hour lunch, it's a lunch period, and uh, uh, I think it would be worthwhile if. Uh, <coughs> Well, if all of us could attend, but so my motion would be to enable council to participate. <coughs> to participate. So the motion is to enable councillors to um, uh, attend the Northern Lakes College Open House in, uh, on May, April 24th. At 25, uh, Your Worship. April 25, Wednesday. Correct. Okay, uh, any further discussion? All in favor? Thank you, it's carried. Uh, next is the uh, briefing note with respect to the Peace River Recreation Center updates. Uh, Ms. Bell and Mr. McQuaig. Uh, Deputy Mayor and Council, <coughs> excuse me, and I'll allow uh, Councillor Needham to contribute at any point to this report as he's a member of the Construction Committee and, excuse me, was in attendance at our last construction meeting. Um, significant work for the month of March. All the pre-engineered uh, panels have been installed. We have walls and a roof. So we're making significant progress. Um, it makes the building even larger than when it was just framed. Um, construction focus for April is a lot of masonry work. You'll see the lift or elevator shaft is already up. Um, and they'll be working on components of the spectator seating and change rooms. So there'll be a lot of internal masonry work that's starting to move forward now. Um, we continue to be on schedule and we are looking at, <coughs> excuse me, a component for next year, um, our internal scheduling on the part two, phase two and phase three components of the construction. We need to start finalizing um, we need to finalize our planning around that schedule to see how it has a potential impact on um, some of our users that book the facility in April, as the new facility won't be available for booking until later June. Um, we need a couple of weekends in April, and it may impact some of our operations that we have to move forward in terms of uh, removing significant components of the building before we move into the asbestos abatement component, which is the phase two, and then phase three being destruction of the actual Baytech. So we're working on our scheduling to see if we can accommodate some of the regular activities that happen in the facility in April before we move into um, 
removing anything that we want to take away before the building gets physically destroyed later in May, June of 2019. So we're playing with those dates a little bit and we will come back to council if we need to have a discussion around this uh, at the DOT meeting. Um, but we've had some discussions over the trade show weekend and I think we might have a accommodating plan for all. So it may be a little more positive than what I was thinking of last week. Um, we have a construction meeting this Friday, so we'll have actually a fairly quick turnaround of our next briefing note in um, early May. Councilor Newman, is there anything else you'd like to add? It just, I guess, uh, for council's uh, information uh, for the gallery, obviously. So, uh, when we began this project, uh, the the idea was to put the councillor on there to on a steering committee to try and uh, sort of keep things on track. This this the, the idea was to create a forum not to not to beat up on contractors or to beat up on. Uh, but the, the, the time on time and on budget is what this is all about. So my role in this exercise was to in fact try and keep to on time and on budget. So uh, I guess what I'd just like to say is it seems to be working well. Uh, we always compare it to the Grimshaw School example where there was a number of things that fell off the track. So uh, this project, I like to think that we, we did lose some time on the files. I'm hopeful that we can pick things up. Uh, I was hopeful that we could get the front end of that building in for the trade show. There's going to be a substantial change here very quickly when the front end of that building goes on here in the next, well, I think in the next couple of couple of weeks. Um, and when I say it's a problem-solving meeting, so the number of the sub-trades are, are, are in the room. Um, and as an example, uh, our recreation uh, staff said, well, you know, what we need to do is make sure we get the playground equipment in that building. Uh, before we do this, this, and this. So people will remember there is a playground upstairs. So it's it reminds me of the guy that built the house and then he, he puts in the uh, the one-piece shower and he's got the shower all framed up and guess what, it doesn't fit. So this is that kind of a meeting. I don't want to oversimplify it, uh, but I think there's been some pretty good relationships built between uh, Marshall Lee, their subcontractors. There's, uh, Knelson, of course, is doing the concrete work. They were working last weekend, again, pouring the uh, stands in the second floor. So uh, I guess all I'm saying is I, I, I think I think the system is working. Uh, it's too bad that uh, the streets are a mess. And uh, yes, we hear about them. And yes, we do have a street cleaner. And yes, the contractor cleans up. But the town is somewhat dirty in the spring, which is no surprise to anybody. We're doing our best. and. Uh, I'm optimistic that we're going to have a great building, and uh, when it's done, it's going to last 100 years, not 30 years. So again, the, the next meeting is this Friday, and uh, if there's issues, uh, that's the place where we try and solve them. Uh, thanks for listening. Just a quick note. Also, we were attempting to have a excuse me um, municipal tour for our municipal partners and uh, council for April, but as the winter held on. Um, I've shifted that plan to later in May when the ground is a little drier and we could pull you out if you got stuck. So we are looking at a date um, for a construction meeting where you can also meet with the architect and the um, construction or the main uh, with Jim Lee. Jim Lee with Lee Construction can also attend that meeting and we'll invite all of our municipal partners and yourselves and we do a little bit of site tour. Thank you.
Any other comments there? Okay, before I forget uh, some motions, um, would someone like to make a motion that items uh, five, six, and eight be accepted for information? Mr. Ford? Okay. All those in favor? Thank you. Okay, the additional item was added to the agenda. The Northern Air Letter is what it's called. <coughs> Your Worship, were you prepared to, to open up discussion on number nine? I am prepared. So uh, I would like to speak to this, if I may. Uh, I'm going to ask Autumn if she could come over and open up a file uh, on the screen here. And I would like to just stay at my chair. Uh, and I'd like to stay here because if I'm sitting here, I can look to the gallery and I can look to my colleagues. And uh, if I go sit at that table over there, uh, I'll have my back to the gallery and I would not like to do that. So uh, if you would just permit me to ramble, uh, Your Worship, I, I know we have time constraints on these things. Uh, I, I did read uh, a letter uh, from Mr. Nate Hillman and of course it's formed part of our agenda package. So. Uh, I did read it, as I'm sure everybody else in this room did, and I uh, became uh, somewhat concerned when I read through this letter. So uh, I am not an expert on patient care. There are other people who do that. Uh, I am, though, uh, familiar, and I do know what the phonetic alphabet looks like, and I know what a taxiway looks like. So uh, I offered, uh, picked up my cup of coffee this morning, and I went to the airport, and I took a few pictures. And I know we're going to be making some decisions. If you just open up that first picture in the top left, I think, Autumn. I mean, if you would just stay there and if, as I speak, just toggle through these. So my purpose, uh, Council, is just to provide a very high-level uh, overview of some uh, pictures that were taken on a nice sunny morning this morning. Uh, my purpose of this is just simply to make you aware of current conditions. And again, we have some debate and some decisions to make uh, very soon because I think we're at that stage where we need to roll the stone ahead and uh, and get on with business at the airport. So allow me to just speak very quickly. Uh, I'm looking at the audience. Can everybody see the screen in the back just so that I don't lose anybody? I presume everybody's there. All right. And uh, pardon the pictures. They're, uh, they're not in rank order, so I will do my best. The, uh, the John Deere tractor is, uh, is a piece of equipment owned by Can West, and the building in the background is the APL hangar. And uh, off to the left, uh, you can't see it, uh, well, you can see it, that is actually a fuel truck. So uh, one of the statements made in Mr. Hillman's uh, information package uh, that he- Mr. Needham, if you could just stop for a moment. Uh, I need to turn this recess for a second. As you can tell, this is totally rehearsed, and uh, <laughs> we just need to get paper around the room and get people organized. Um, so we'll take a quick recess for about uh, eight minutes. Would you like a recess? Please. Okay. Please. Uh, allow me to uh, 
stand down and uh, we'll see everyone uh, when the mayor gets us back together. Okay, I think we're back on track here. Uh, Mr. Needham, you have the floor. Yes, thank, thank you, Mr. Back. Ladies and gentlemen, as, as I closed all just before the break, uh, uh, I think uh, Councillor Needham said something like, this is totally rehearsed and uh, and you could tell where the wheels fell off the cart. So uh, I was suggesting that I present a couple of pictures. Uh, you can see one on the screen right there. I've got some other ones uh, with further consultation with my colleagues. Uh, I'm not sure they would actually be helpful. So Autumn, I'm just gonna ask you to turn that off and, and we'll leave it at that. Uh, but Your Worship, again, uh, I did read the note from uh, Mr. Hillman. Uh, obviously there are uh, lots of concerns in the uh, public domain. There are residents here that are certainly concerned with the decisions uh, that we've made or, or potentially making. So in an effort to move this dialogue along, uh, I would uh, put a motion on the floor uh, to uh, direct administration to prepare a question and answer fact sheet regarding the social media posts regarding uh, leases at uh, YPA, YPE. That would be the acronym for the uh, Peace River Regional Airport. So again, uh, direct administration to prepare a question and answer fact sheet regarding social media posts uh, regarding the Peace River Regional Airport lease operations is my motion. Oh, thank you. Maybe once more. Fair enough. It's uh, uh, my motion uh, again to the recording secretary and the audience uh, is to direct administration to prepare a question and answer fact sheet regarding social media posts regarding Peace River Regional Airport lease operations. Thank you. Okay. Um, any um, discussion on the motion? Okay, then. All those in favor? I, I, I'm sorry, and uh, as a, just a small add on, uh, looking uh, at my colleagues, I would expect that we would do this uh, as soon as possible. That's not part of the motion, but. Uh, allow me to ramble, uh, I would suggest we do this uh, as quickly as possible. Thank you. Any further comments, questions on the motion? Discussion? Okay, all those in favor of the motion? Thank you, it's carried. Um, we would also, or I would also like a motion to accept the letter for information. I'll move. Councilor Donnie. Mayor, to accept the letter from Northern Air dated April 21st, 2018, as information. Thank you. 
All those in favor? Thank you. So that was it for information items. We're now at um, any notices of motion, Mr. Parker? We have none. Okay. Uh, we're now at section 12, comments from the public. And if there are some, then I need to uh, go over a few protocols. Okay, if you could just take a, a chair while I'm uh, going over this. Um, our uh, procedure bylaw indicates that uh, we have comments from the public, then the following uh, uh, rules apply. Um, members can comment if the chair recognizes them. They are to comment on any item from the meeting agenda. And the chair is to ask the person providing the comments to state their name for the record. And members of the public will have up to two minutes to comment on items from the agenda. Okay. So if you could please state your name. Carla Stevenson, resident of Peace River. Oh, sorry. Carla Stevenson, resident of Peace River. Thank you. So uh, you have two minutes to comment on uh, any items from the present agenda. Thank you. Okay. Uh, I first of all, I guess, address the letter that was just discussed by Mr. Needham. Uh, and I'm really sorry that Northern Air lost the HS contract, but that's not the town of Peace River's problem. We have better things to deal with. Like the new contract holder of the HS contract. That's all I have to say on that. My other question is regarding these bylaws on borrowing. Um, it appears that all the bylaws are with infrastructure replacement and I know that the council had a meeting last fall at the Athabasca Hall for my section of town to attend to have our our concerns addressed about our infrastructure in the oldest part of town two streets unpaved 94th Ave and 95th Ave 40 years since 1940 we have had tar paper concrete sewer that's all we got to tie into when we build a new residence on those streets when we built in 2004 we were told by the council and the development officer at that time that our streets were on the schedule for infrastructure replacement because our sewers were the oldest in town in the fall when we went to the meeting at the Athabasca Hall my husband and I wrote down on all of your little papers you had spread out across the hall our concerns about the infrastructure and the oldest parts of town now i see you guys have already must have discussed because the way that you read it out all of these bylaws have already been passed for this work to be done in our budget but i know for a fact that Ferry trail is not the oldest infrastructure in town to be looked at and I would like to know where I can receive a copy of that infrastructure study that was done for the town to make all this determination on budgeting and where you're going to do your infrastructure work because it was flawed only paved streets were in that survey and nothing has changed you're doing Shaftesbury states 
I'd like to see some information come forward to myself. I've given the information for my address to the CAO to provide me a, a copy of the bylaws and the policies and procedures, and I've not had any record back from him. I await. He has 60 days. That's my comments. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Are there any further comments from the public? State your name for the record, please. Steve Woodburn. Um, it's my time clock starting now. Okay. Uh, thanks for the opportunity, uh, Colin. I appreciate uh, Councillor Needham. I appreciate that you. Thank you. That uh, you avoided a small uh, nuke attack there from from me. I think I don't know what the objective was there, but I'm going to make myself very available to you if you want to share those photographs and uh, and explain to me what the objective was of what I thought that I maybe saw there. I'm happy to talk to you offline. Going forward, just to speak on the uh, Northern Air Charter uh, letter, uh, there was one I, I addressed it last night and I want to address it to Council specifically and it's in regards to the, uh, the first comments about the uh, air ambulance services in Peace Rivers, have they been compromised? And there was a few points in there that I wanted to address publicly because uh, they're our responsibility as the air medical crew provider, not the aviation's responsibility as the air med as the aviation provider. Uh, specific to uh, jeopardizing patient care and the safety in the Peace River area, AHS's current arrangements as of today will jeopardize patient care. It's false, absolutely false. That's my responsibility. Aircraft sitting outside on a hangar doesn't jeopardize patient care, and it will not in the future, and it hasn't been passed since the first of April. Going forward, there's been major delays while the snow is cleared. It's false. Has never been a major delay due to snow cleared. In fact, there's an aircraft maintenance engineer from Canwest Aviation in the room today, and you can speak to that if you've given an opportunity. It doesn't happen. We have 30 minute wheels up uh, window for uh, air ambulance. Um, we are governed by Alberta Health Services to meet those requirements. Yes, sometimes we are take us longer than 30 minutes, but it has, there's a lot of variables around that that I'm not gonna get into now because I don't have the time to do that. But we, if I spoke to Alberta Health Services this afternoon and they wanted me to pass along the message that uh, all of our uh, report or delayed reports, they're all tracked on electronic PCR forms, all electronically. And that uh, these delayed, any delayed reports, and then there are delays in the business that we operate, there's delays. And, um, but the aviation delays and the air medical crew delays are reported monthly. And Alberta Health Services, uh, are, their responsibility is to review those monthly, and we do. So, and finally, one of the most important parts that really bothered me in this thing is the emergency situations, where, in emergency situations, when time is of the essence and patients' lives are hanging in the balance, these delays have made it impossible, impossible for air ambulance providers to meet the AHS 30-minute window turnaround requirement. I'm not sure where 
an aviation company uh, is in a position to, to suggest that, that, um, that we can't, that, that it's impossible to meet these, because it is possible, and we do it every day. Colin, when you took those pictures this morning, there was no aircraft from aloft there. We're flying. We're flying. Right? We're going. But if you did see where that aircraft was parked, it's not in a puddle. No thanks to the okay. downhill. Thank you. Yeah, and it's a good point. And the reason that we're parked outside, folks, is because of the down. Yeah. You guys wake up out there, man. Do we have any other persons wishing to make a comment? Mayor and Council, Deputy Mayor and Council, mm -hmm. Shelly Swanson, Council Chamber of Commerce, District and Chamber of Commerce, for the record, thanks. <laughs> um, I have, I also received a letter on behalf of the Chamber with the Chamber from Lake Point, Larry Mayor Carter last night. Um, I cannot send it out. Um, this is all self allegations in here. I have to, uh, I cannot put forth false allegations to the membership. He's asked to put it to the membership um, and and member or members and and directors. Um, just for the record, and like I said to the media today, that I cannot. So just for your information only. Thank you. Thank you. My name is Margaret Eagle. I've been a resident here in Peace River for 21 years now. And I, re I do remember when first coming through Peace River and looking at this wonderful airport and thinking, wow, Peace River, it sure is lucky to have this airport. So last night I did attend a forum to which I was informed about um, the new air ambulance provider and in trying to secure uh, hangar space out there. Um, yes, there are winners and losers and unfortunately Northern Air wasn't uh, the successful bidder for the air ambulance, but Cam West is. My understanding is peace, um, the town council has been going to court on a number or with regards to Can West or, or securing any kind of uh, uh, hangar space. I'd like to know what this is costing the taxpayers of Peace River and uh, whether there's a resolution that's going to come shortly we should be welcoming a new business here in Peace River, not discouraging any kind of business. Thank you. Thank you. Are there any um, other comments someone would like to make? Okay, thank you, um, members of the gallery who did make the comments. Um, they give us um, food for thought and um, we'll see how we can uh, go further and um, 
keep some communication lines uh, open. Uh, our next item on the agenda is key communication items. So at this point, uh, we usually ask our communication director and members of the press as to what they feel are key communication items from this meeting and we go from there. So, Ms. Hume? Um, I think a big takeaway from this will be the uh, question answer fact sheet regarding the airport and the ongoing issues there. Regarding that, uh, aside from that, focusing on the Truth and Reconciliation Committee and some of the stuff that came out of that, as well as the debenture bylaws to clarify what type of work we're doing over the next year. Thank you. And members of the press. You know what Autumn said, but I would like to get you guys are going to put your question and answer um, information on social media, and I would like to see the media. Thank you. None for you yet. Okay. Uh, members of council. Okay. Thank you. Um, Our next um, item is, or items are all in camera. So at this point, we will have a short recess and uh, then reconvene.